it's getting clear on what you want, but it's also getting super clear on who you need to be Mm. to get that thing. Who do you want to become to achieve that? What limiting beliefs do you need to clear? And just focusing kind of on yourself and how you're going to feel and what that person looks like. And then stepping into that energy of that person in order to get the things that you want. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In the last year or so, things have changed dramatically for so many pet businesses. We've all had to pivot and shift in different ways. And I love hearing about the creative solutions so many pet business owners have come up with to suit their lifestyle and their customers. In today's episode, I am talking with Kalina Stormer. Over the course of 2020, she and her husband focused on growing the online store for their brick and mortar pet boutique in Nashville. When they found out some big family news, they listed the online store for sale on a whim. Within weeks, they found the perfect buyers who are continuing on the brand values that Kalina and her husband worked so hard to build up over several years. Have you ever thought of selling your business and what it might mean for your life? It's something to think about. Kalina and I also talk about what she's working on now and how mindset and marketing go hand in hand or paw in paw. (laughs) Are you looking for a community of pet industry entrepreneurs who really understand the highs and the lows of working for yourself? Come over to the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group. It's the perfect place to learn and experiment with ideas for your pet industry business. There's about 700 women in there who got your back, myself included. Just search Facebook for Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs. Several years ago, Kalina Stormer and her husband, Peter, had an idea to start a specialty dog boutique. From this idea, Hunter and June was born. Just a few short months after the birth of their daughter, they took the plunge and secured a retail space in East Nashville. From there, they grew their business both in-store and online, serving aesthetically focused pet owners with beautiful curated dog products. Fast forward to January of this year, Kalina and Peter sold Hunter and June to aligned buyers in order to focus on their growing family with a baby boy due in April. Kalina currently supports other entrepreneurs and small business owners with marketing and mindset content on both her podcast and her blog. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tori. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Well, you know, I was, of course, like tooling around on Instagram (laughs) a couple months ago (laughs) and came across Hunter and June and somehow came across you. And as I tend to do, I get out of these deep Instagram like rabbit holes. (laughs) And I was like, I need to have her on my show. And then I realized you had just sold the business. So um, I thought it would be really cool to have you on here to talk about um, you know, what it was like growing and running your business, but ultimately what, what it's like to sell it. Um, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of 
people, you know, eventually maybe that's their goal or maybe that's just their circumstances. They find that they want to sell it or maybe they just never even knew that was an option. Um, So I thought it'd be just kind of a cool conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So I can give you a little bit of kind of background on us starting the business and then kind of move into the events that led up to us selling and then eventually the sale. So yeah, we found out that we were pregnant with our daughter back in 2017. And I don't know why, I guess just like whenever I'm pregnant, I just always want to like come up with some sort of other idea to like birth alongside. (laughs) (laughs) So I, um, we had had the idea for Hunter in June. We had kind of like tossed around some different business ideas. We were both working full time, but we wanted something else on the side. And we had this idea for a specialty dog boutique. There was nothing like it in our community and in our area. Um, and it was also something fun that I knew that we could do together that we would both enjoy. So fast forward, we did all the things, got the business license and the resale license and all that. And we started just doing pop-ups through our city. Um, so we started pretty small just kind of feeling out kind of our, our market concept and everything. And it ended up just people received it so well. And then we found out about the retail space that opened up in East Nashville. And we knew even though we weren't ready, we had to jump on it and just go ahead and get in there and do it. So we jumped into that space before we were ready, had our daughter started that. Um, and yeah, then fast forward to 2020 and the business was growing despite the pandemic, which is like so crazy. Our e-commerce side was growing like crazy. The the store was still, you know, busy, all things considered. And um, then we found out that we were pregnant again. <laughs> and so for us, we just ended up having to make the decision of what that looked like moving forward, because I already knew what it was like having a baby business with a baby. And it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it is definitely, um, a, it, it can be a challenge. And so looking forward, managing and like having our family with two children, two small children, we were just kind of trying to figure out, you know, what that would look like. And we had thought about potentially just moving the business all online because the e-commerce side had grown a lot, um, you know, with with COVID and everything. And um, we had considered maybe having people work, other people work in the store. Cause at this point I was, it was primarily me. My husband worked, uh, he's works in the music industry here in Nashville. So he's doing that full time. I was pretty much solely focused on Hunter and June. And so, but I didn't really want to let go of that part of the business. I loved the in-person side of it. So anyway, all of that to say, we eventually just decided to list it on a fluke. We had zero expectation for it. We just like, you know, it just opens up our options of, you know, what that looks like moving forward. So we listed our business through Shopify. There's a platform that's built into there um, because that's what we were running our store from. So there's a platform that's built onto there where you can list your business, super low barrier to entry. Otherwise we probably wouldn't have even considered selling because it was just, you know, it felt like a lot to take on, but this was super easy. Right. We listed it. I call it like a social networking for sellers and buyers in a way because you can put your listing up and then the um, potential buyers can message you and ask questions. And anyway, we ended up finding aligned buyers in weeks and we were just 
so surprised. And then the process just happened really quickly. And in January of 2021, we wrapped everything up and we sold the online portion of our business and we're thrilled. I mean, we wanted Hunter and June to carry on and to be this, it's still a very young business. And we knew that by passing it on, it would be able to grow into something even bigger and better. So we're, we're thrilled. Yeah. It seems like the, the key word there is aligned buyers. So like people who are going to kind of carry on your vision. Did, did you get a lot of inquiries that like just didn't feel right or had red flags or, you know, how did you end up deciding who was aligned with your values? Yeah, there were definitely a few people who messaged where I was like, uh, I'm not really sure. What really caught my attention with these buyers is they asked really key questions that just felt right to me, that felt like what I would want to pass the business along to. And then especially as we continued to communicate, we got to know a little bit more about them. They own rescue dogs. They really care about like not only the products, but also the um, you know, the heart behind it, which is essentially mm-hmm. that relationship between us and our pets. And they just, it just felt right. You know, I'm big on like kind of that gut feeling. And we just knew when we were communicating with them that this was going to be something good um, to move forward with. Yeah. Excellent. Um, So, so as you were building up Hunter in June and and building up your business and growing it and growing the in-person and the online, you did a lot of really cool marketing things that I've seen. Um, so you had like a really cool quiz and you had um, very distinctive branding. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the marketing and branding and, and um, you know, why that was so important to the business? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That's kind of you to say. So I think the baseline, I learned about this about a year into my business was developing what's called a target customer profile. So getting really clear on who it is that you're serving, because we'd never done this before. We didn't know what we were doing. You know, I do have some background in marketing, but it's totally different when you're on the ground in your own small business, you know? Well, it's totally different because you have to do everything. Like you're not only doing the marketing, you're doing everything. (laughs) Literally every hat that you could wear, you will wear it at some point on your business journey. Yes. Um, so yeah, for for us, it was getting super, super clear on that target customer. And whenever we did that, that really, really helped us. So we knew that our target customer would really appreciate something like a quiz, really appreciated that beautiful aesthetic really care deeply about that relationship with their pet. So basically we built out this whole customer profile and then we did everything, marketing, products that we would select. Everything was based around that concept of what this person would enjoy, what they would like, what they would connect with. And so that being said, we did the Enneagram quiz, which that was a lead generator for our email list. And it was a way for people to connect with our brand and then share it on social media. And people had so much fun with it. So it was an Enneagram test to find out what type your dog is. And we just, we made it just, you know, for something fun, but people just loved it. And they would always share it and tag us in their stories and just have so much fun with it. And they would say that it really did match their dog's personality. So I think with our marketing, we just wanted to get really creative and and have a lot of fun with it too, and do something that people could connect with and then also share within their network of friends as well. Right. And so for the quiz, did you, you came up with like the parameters and the questions and the, the descriptions and everything like that. You came up with all of it. 
Yes. <laughs> I was just kind of playing around and having fun with it. I never expected it to kind of catch on the way that it did because we had a lot of people really engage with it. Um, yeah, I, I just made everything up. I, I love the Enneagram. Um, and it's also kind of like that hot topic right now. Like a lot of people are curious about it and interested in it for themselves. And I was like, why don't we just make one for dogs? So yeah, I, I built it all myself. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think that's so, um, so interesting, like your target audience, like they are familiar with the Enneagram. They probably love taking Enneagram tests and like looking at like, what's your Enneagram personality mean for like what you should order at Starbucks or like yeah. some kind of silly things like that. Um, but that's different. Like that's a very specific pet parent, you know, like there mm-hmm. are definitely a lot of pet parents that that would not they would not be interested in that. Um, but the key is like you really hyper-focused and like, you know, honed in on your audience and made things specific for them. Right. Exactly. I think that's just such a key base and it really did support everything that we did in our business, you know, moving forward once we had developed that target customer profile for sure. Yeah. I was, um, when I was getting ready and like taking notes before we talked today, I was, I was looking at something about like the difference between having, or like, you know, the, how, how having a brand is different than marketing and like they are, they tie in together, but like marketing could be, could mean that like you just post all the time and you're constantly posting things and posting this and that. But if you don't have like a distinctive brand, that's part of the marketing, then all those mm-hmm. posts are just like going out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it seems like having the, having the brand and having that target audience and target customer is, is really important. And I think in the pet industry, there's, there's so, I mean, there's like millions and millions and millions of pet owners. So you don't have to appeal to everyone. Yeah. I definitely think in business, sometimes we want to spread our net wide and we want to try and capture everybody. But I think there's actually so much power in niching down and being really, really clear on who you're serving. Because like I said, you know, in our market, there wasn't anyone who was doing what we were doing. There were other pet stores, but what we did was really honed in on, you know, kind of that millennial generation who just loves their pets, but who also really cares about that aesthetic. They want to bring products into their home that are beautiful and they're willing to pay more to A, support a small business and B, have those beautiful, highly curated quality pet products. So yeah, I think we we really niche down within that market. And I think that that's really a good piece of advice for a lot of people who are starting their businesses because we do tend to want to you know, we want to appeal to everyone, but when you really niche down, that's when you find those people who love you, you know, cause not, not everyone is going to, um, to be able to connect with your brand. That's just not possible. But when you really niche down, you're going to really connect to that core audience. Are you enjoying this interview? If you'd like to continue talking about dogs and business with the added support of a like-minded community, Get on the wait list for Wear Wag Repeat Society. This is my monthly membership program for women petpreneurs and pupfluencers who are looking for accountability and support to make bark-worthy breakthroughs in their business. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you're surrounded by the right people and their dogs. (laughs) 
<laughs> Join the waitlist now at wearwagrepeat.com slash society. So this is such a good transition to kind of move to what you're doing now. Um, and you talk a lot about mindset on your new podcast and on your blog and in your, you, I think you do business coaching too, right? Do you? Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten a whole lot into, I think eventually like once baby boys here and we're kind of yeah. more settled, that's something that I'm going to look into, into doing right now. It's been mostly just like the free content through my blog and, and, uh, through my podcast. Yeah. Which is excellent. And I think that mindset is, is such an important part to running a business, especially, you know, now so many of us are running our businesses online and we're not able to interact with people as much as we used to. Um, And so it can get really difficult, at least for me personally, like, I feel like every negative or even like not negative, but I perceive it as negative (laughs) comment. I take it so harshly because I don't have, I'm not meeting up with my friends for happy hour where I can vent and get over it. I'm just like here in my feelings. <laughs> oh girl, I can relate. <laughs> I understand. <Yeah. laughs> so talk, talk to us a little bit about that mindset. Like how can you get in the right headspace to focus on, on what you're doing? Because, you know, us in the, in the pet industry, like we're really serving a greater good of like helping pets have a better life and helping people have a better life with their pets. So it's important work. Um, so how can we like get out of our negative <laughs> feelings yeah. and focus on the good? No, I can completely, completely relate to this. And I know a lot of us, when we have like kind of those customer facing businesses or, you know, also on social media, it can just sting a little bit more. Like if someone's unhappy with something or, you know, we feel like we might've gotten that negative comment as business owners, we can take that very personally because that is a baby to us. That's something that we've grown and that we love and that we've poured so much into. So I can completely relate because I have absolutely been there too. One thing that has helped me, <clears throat> excuse me, is a visualization exercise that I do. So whenever I kind of bump up against a really difficult energy, so someone who maybe has a negative thing to say or an unhappy customer or something, it used to be I could let this wreck my whole day, you know, and I'm sure you can relate, you know, we could just like think about it all day and let those wheels turn. And what I started to do instead is I would get really centered and quiet within myself. I would take some deep breaths and I would visualize this energetic cord that is connecting the two of us. And I would just visualize myself cutting it and just give myself that release. Their energy no longer affects me. My energy no longer affects them. We're just going to let each other go our separate ways and send them off with love. And that visualization alone has helped me so much. I know it might sound a little like woo-woo to some people, but just it grounds you so much and helps you just kind of can like cut that energetic tie that you're feeling with that person. So that's been super helpful. The other thing I would say is that other people have absolutely nothing to do with you. So try as best you can to stay in your own lane. And I know this is so much easier said than done, but typically if someone is upset or unhappy, it says more about what they're going through than actually what is really happening or what you're experiencing. And of course we want to be mindful of our customers and we want to take their feedback and we want to listen to that and grow and improve. That's not what I'm saying. We definitely want to take that and and be mindful of that. But I think it's also really key if, if we're letting it affect us negatively and we're just getting way too much in our heads, 
we can try that instead and just realize, you know, that says a lot more about them than it does about me. I'm going to stay in my lane and stay focused on, on my goals and where I'm going. Yeah. That's really great advice. I, I see so, so much, not so much in the pet preneur side, but like in the pet parent side, especially in the, these Facebook groups and sometimes on Instagram, but more so in the Facebook groups, people can be like, I can't believe you give your dog this. Or, you know, if you're putting that kind of collar on your dog, you're a terrible person or, or whatever. Um, and I always try to think like, we don't know, you know, what, what this person's background is. Maybe they had a bad experience with something, you know, but I always try to, if I'm going to insert myself into giving my opinion, I try to be understanding and and educate someone about the other options that they could, other treats they could use or other kinds of callers they could use or other whatever. Um, instead of saying you're wrong and I'm right, um, it's more of like a chance to learn together. <laughs> right, exactly. Instead yeah. of approaching it from a place of judgment, it's from a place of, you know, love and education and let's do this, let's figure this out together. Um, and again, whenever we come into contact with someone, whether that be through our business or through social media or, you know, whatever, we're only, that's the tip of the iceberg. We don't know hardly anything else about their life experiences, their story, what they've been through that might lead them to react a certain way. And also when you can approach it with that, it gives you a little bit more empathy towards that person mm -hmm. because we just don't know. We don't know what their story is. So that can also help us when we're kind of feeling like, a little bit of that negative energy towards us. We just know that we're only seeing a small part of what this person is going through. Yeah. I, I was just going to go get coffee this morning and I had to drive to the coffee shop. And on my way back, this guy was like zooming through traffic and cutting people off and zooming around. And I was like, on the one hand, I'm like, where are you rushing to? Like, there's nothing, there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do right now because of pandemic. Like, where could you possibly be rushing to? And instead of getting mad, I started like a year ago imagining that all those people, I just always imagine that it's a guy doing this. <laughs> I was just, I imagine that his wife is giving birth in the hospital and he's like rushing to get to the hospital. Instead of getting mad at the guy, I'm like, you go, your wife's popping out a baby right now. Probably that's the only explanation for why you could be rushing like this. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I have, I have absolutely done that too. I'm like, all right, you must just be in a hurry because you got to get to the hospital. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, you know, the mindset, it is so important, like the mindset, because other people, you have to just kind of like, let it like glide off of you, other people's issues, whether it's your business or, or some jerk cutting you off in traffic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all right. So now I'd like to kind of ask you about your, um, your podcast and, and other things that you're working on. Cause I know, you know, we talked about mindset, but what motivated you to, to start a podcast, um, instead of doing any number of other things, what, what appealed to you about podcasting? Yeah. Well, one thing about me, I find it very hard to be still <laughs> to sit still. And it, I think it was around May. So our storefront had been pretty much closed. We, you know, we had the stay at home orders here. Well, everyone did. And here in Nashville, we had to close, um, our shop and, I started to realize, A, I needed another project to work on because we still had the e-commerce side, but, you know, without physically going into the storefront, I needed something else to fill my time. And then B, I noticed that other people were, they had questions like, what does this look like? We were all kind of dealing with 
this unprecedented thing that had never happened. And we were kind of all struggling with mindset. And then how do we pivot and market our businesses in these different ways? So I recognized that there was kind of this need for, and people had these questions. So I decided to start the podcast to A, fill my time, and then to B, answer these questions and try and support people during this. And then it just kind of ended up being something that I continued through even after we were able to open back up and everything. Um, So that's kind of how it started. Do you have a favorite episode or a favorite topic that you've touched on? I really, I mean, in general, I talk about, you know, overall marketing and mindset. I love both of those topics because I think marketing is, you know, those are tools that we need. We need to have those tools in order to grow our businesses. However, without that mindset piece, without getting ourselves into the right headspace, especially as entrepreneurs, and especially this, you know, past year with everything that was thrown at us, then if we don't have our mindset right, all you can do all the marketing in the world and it's not going to help you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that those two pieces have to be together and working together in order to get you to where you want to go. Um As far as a favorite episode, I have one that's coming out. I think it'll come out this week and it's about manifestation, which I think is just such a fun and interesting topic. Um, And my take on it is kind of like a little bit more of a practical side of it, like how we can like really practically apply manifestation into our lives and businesses to get those results that we want. So that's coming out soon. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that one. Oh, cool. I'm excited to listen to that because there was like a couple of years ago, I was really into manifesting and, um, I swear I manifested getting an award for my blog. I like just picture, I I was at a conference where they were giving the award out. And I just remember picturing myself walking up on the stage. Like the first day I walked into the conference and saw the stage, all I did the whole week was just picture myself walking up on there and, and getting my award. And I did get the award. (laughs) That's so amazing. And it's, it, it really is a powerful tool. And I think a lot of people write it off sometimes as just being like a little too out there or not quite tangible enough. And so I have found some teachings both through kind of my personal exploration. I found some teachers who teach like the really practical side of it. And then I've kind of put my own twist on it um, as well. But I I think, yeah, we, why not? If it, if it's something that supports us and can help us in our business and it's something that resonates with you, take that tool and use it. And that's so amazing that you manifested that award in your business. Well, and I think, I think the cool part about manifesting is that it requires you to think about what you really want. And I think that's why it works because I think that if you, if you don't know where you're going, then it's going to take you a really long time to get there. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I think, I think that's kind of like the key. Well, I'll listen to your episode and see what you say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's getting clear on what you want. But it's also getting super clear on who you need to be Mm. to get that thing. Who do you want to become to achieve that? What limiting beliefs do you need to clear? And just focusing kind of on yourself and how you're going to feel and what that person looks like. And then stepping into that energy of that person in order to get the things that you want. So that's kind of what I chat about. Ooh, I love it. I can't (laughs) wait to listen. Well, okay. Speaking of being the best version of yourself, our dogs are the best version of everything. So um, before we go here, tell us about your dog and how they came into your life. 
Yes. So we have a little girl named June. Um, she is a pug boxer mix with a few other things thrown in there. <laughs> um, big underbite, big eyes. She <laughs> is, she's very unique looking and that's what caught our attention about her. Um, and we adopted her from the Nashville Humane Society here in town. We got her when she was about 10, 10 months old. She is heart of gold. She's a very timid and fearful dog. So we've had to really do a lot of like extra support and work with her on that. Um, but such a lover. She's so great with our daughter. Um, and she, I know she's just going to be amazing with the new baby on the way. She's like so curious and sweet when it comes to that. And she's just such an important part of our family. And she was part of our business name. So we were Hunter in June. So June was half of that. So it was really fun to have a business inspired by her too. Yeah, definitely. Well, and now that you've sold the business, she lives on. Um, That's right. And it's she's still part of it, which is really cool. Yes. Well, Kalina, thank you so much for, for being on the show. And um, I loved, this was like a little bit different. We don't usually talk about um, mindset and manifesting, but I love it. So I hope everyone listening loves it too. Um, tell everyone where they can go online to learn more about you. Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to find me is my website. It's kalinastormer.com. And then you can also connect with me on Instagram. It's at Kalina Stormer. And my podcast is called Small But Mighty, a business podcast. And if you just Google Small But Mighty Kalina Stormer, you should be able to find it there. Awesome. Well, everyone go do that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thanks again so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Thank you. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or Join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.